The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, including gambling and discussions around physical violence. Sounds great, doesn't it? But if you do think you are one of those people that may be offended by such things, discretion is advised or just, yeah, go and put Radio 4 back on. Welcome back to the most profitable MMA betting podcast in the UK today, pound for pound, in my opinion. For the first time in Octagon Odds history at UFC 268, we all, all three of us, Ross Beaumont, George Hardy, Adam Russell, all landed ourselves in the green for the first time ever. So welcome back, Ooh. lads, and congratulations. Nice team effort at the weekend. Yeah, full squad band bit. Full squad. How did first of all, before we get into bets and all that, how did we enjoy the card? Oh, do you know, it was just one of the best of all time, that wasn't it? Just in, in terms of like even the prelims leading up to the main event, one of the best of all time. It was up there with one the, of the rest yeah. because because of the fact that even every fight was a banger. I don't remember a fight. Being yeah, bad. and it looked to like so many fights, all the main card. Yeah, yeah all the way all down. The all the way down, Mad knockouts. The whole prelim card, all of them knockouts. Well, we had um, six KOs in a row on the prelims, <laughs> didn't we? And then the main card obviously opened up with um, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. Yeah, I was going to say, it's because Gaethje's in the card. <laughs> the MMA gods have blessed the whole thing with violence. When he's around, and, uh, when he's around, people just want to scrap. So he just it literally he was bled so his violence in. Cool. It, was, yeah, it was a brutal night, wasn't it? Brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that we can talk about before we even go on to discussing this week's card, which of course is uh, UFC Vegas 41, uh, Max Holloway against Yair Rodriguez. Um, coming again, prime time, UK time again, lads. We get to watch Max Holloway at a glorious time. It's, I think it's like 9pm in oh, UK really? time or something. <laughs> it makes it so much better, mate. It honestly does. It. Dana, if you're listening... Uh, Thanks. We really appreciate it. Dana, Dana, we do. We do appreciate it. The suit, suit, all of us in Britain. Yeah, Dana, if you are listening as well, like, yeah, leave a comment with what you think of this week's show. Um, because yeah, yeah help us. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but yeah, let's start with the main event at two sixty eight. Because what a fight it was. Um, what a fight it was built to be and yeah lived up to every bit of the hype didn't it Kamara Usman defending his welterweight title again against Kobe Covington um, it was very close wasn't it and George Hardy gave me 50 to 1 on the draw last week <laughs> I was clenched my bum, my bum was clenched the whole time I was thinking especially because that third round was a bit muddy because Kobe won the last minute of it like clearly as well and then in the fourth and fifth round, he started winning the exchanges and shit. And then he got a takedown, but he didn't get a takedown, but he did get a takedown at the same time. Um, everybody saw sort of Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Do you know like, what I mean? He didn't officially get weird, on kind of it, In wrestling, it would have been a takedown. But in MMA, technically, yeah. it's not a takedown. That's what DC It was still one up. It's like one up for Colby that, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, however you see I mean, it like it's a big, big I don't moment. think it's I don't think it's one up because Usman's beat him twice so it's at least like, <laughs> yeah it's at least yeah, two it's, it's summer though it's 100% record Usman knows yeah. that both his knees yeah. went down he knows whether he got counted or not Usman knows both knees went down and he I remember and he can that, appreciate um, that, that that's a take down yeah yeah definitely I remember leading into that fight we were saying to each other that uh, well me and Ross were saying to each other to watch it together 
that uh, Colby didn't. He looked a bit like nervous, like not right when he's coming in. Don't if anybody else noticed at the start, that. first um, couple rounds. Or yeah, and then he just. Seemed I think he was. Tr- I think he was trying. But if you remember what I was talking about last week about what he was saying in the build-up about in the first fight that he was too emotional and like he he went to try and hurt him from the beginning. And that's ultimately probably what cost him the fight over the course of the five rounds. And I think he yeah. was generally trying to be more reserved in the build-up and like but when he, um, when he when he yeah when he let his hands go, he started winning all the exchanges. Like the later rounds, he's tagging him pretty cleanly yeah, like, yeah. a lot. Like those uppercuts were nasty. He tied Usman out a bit as well, and like we don't see that out of Usman a lot, uh, but he slowed down a bit, Usman defo. And that Either is one of Kobe's great weapons. Yeah, it is like the, the the gas tank and stuff. It's just it's incredible. The the guy the guy is it's such a weird one with Colby because he's not if we've got Usman number one pound for pound, then Colby that close to being as good as him. Yeah, isn't it? It's mad. He's, it's like where'd you put Colby in the pound for pound list? Do you know what I mean? In it, I go toe to toe with the with the giant that is husband like twice like that. Um, in it, where in four out of ten his, rounds, where's his name at? Really, Kobe needs to go away, in my opinion, to make the pound for pound. He needs to go away and do like what Robert Whitaker did after he lost the belt to Izzy, and just beat everyone else in the division. And then that's when you can say, right, he is like the number two guy. But yeah, for me, yeah, his record at the minute doesn't scream pound for pound contender, but or like pound for pound top 10. Obviously, like you said, he's gone to the best part of 10 rounds with Usman, who's the pound for pound king. So that obviously puts yeah, him that's, like fairly yeah. high up. But as you said, George, he needs to beat people, doesn't he? That's, you've come on this podcast yeah. every week and told me that you've got to beat the it big does, names. Yeah. It, no, it's more about, it's more about, I've, I've realised after I'd said that, that sometimes it's more about how you show. It's like sometimes your stock goes up and you can see that someone's a good fighter if they hang with a big guy, even if they lose and look like Colby did. It's like respect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's good because he can do that. Um, so sometimes it's not. It's not always the victories, but it's if you like if you if you were to fight someone, one of the elite guys, and you were to do all right. Um, Said the same about Corey Sandhagen the week before, didn't we? Against yeah. Piotr Jan, like that he came yeah. out with as much kind of respect for a loss against both him and TJ than he probably did with, would have done with a win. But same for Kobe in this one. He's obviously one of the top guys, but yeah, like I said, what's his next step? Do you think just like, yeah, go away and beat a few of the, the division out. guys? Yeah. Jorge, like obviously Jorge and has pulled out of his fight that was scheduled um, for the end of the year with Leon Edwards. Um, so maybe that opens up like for some time next year, Jorge against Kobe. And that'd be a good fight, and everyone would want to see that. And obviously, a bit of a rivalry there, like how legitimate it is. You can debate. <laughs> There's something there, though. Yeah, you can sell. You can market that. Oh, you definitely can sell that. Like, well, Colby's gained a lot of fans still recently. To be honest, I've been a fan for a while just because I can see through the shtick. And we yeah. talked about this yeah, before like on the podcast. Yeah, you can see through the stick and I can see that he's a funny guy. And you saw it at the end of the husband fight when he was like, uh, it's all love, brother. I'm doing this to get us both money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For you and yeah. me. And then, and then you know Lee, I mean? it says that. Which is straight after in the post-fight press conference, he was like, yeah, I, don't, I didn't mean that. But like, he did mean yeah. it. Yeah, because he's, he's gone back to the stick. Because he knows yeah, he's got to go back just, to the character. Yeah, he's just going back to it. The UFC so, yeah, needs just, heels though. Like you can't, yeah. they can't all be good guys. Like you need someone yeah. that's going to play heel. Like I think Michael Chandler. They all, like, they all end. 
they all end up being lovable though UFC heels everyone was like uh, uh, one of the confirms Triple C everyone used to sleep <laughs> yeah. the cringy guy the people, these kind of people that like, talk I like these, Triple C yeah, <laughs> the kind of people that we're talking about though are like elite elite level guys though. do you know what I mean we're talking about Henry Cejudo we're talking about Michael Chandler we're talking about Kobe Covington like you've got to be able to back it up like yeah. in the octagon like even if that's just a case of like just putting it all on the line, which obviously Covington's done now for yeah, that's what 25. went wrong with Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you he stopped backing it up with 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 his performances, it became yeah. a bit. Uh, his his personality was got went from like using confidence to looking a bit insecure because he was like still doing the 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 stick yeah, and losing trying proper hard, wasn't he? Yeah, and just weren't getting oh. the responses that you see. Yeah. Obviously. Usman's getting into the situation where he's starting to do his second lap of the division again, beating Covington twice, beating Masvidal twice. Yeah, he's still got some contenders to get through, though. He's got some contenders. Yeah. Well, that was my next question, really. was going to be, is it Vicente Luque? Is it Leon Edwards next? Obviously, he's just lost the Masvidal fight, so surely it's Edwards next. Yeah, it's a good shot. I feel like Edwards deserves it. Nine fight winning streak. There's nobody mean, else. Eight, eight fight, and then I think it was no contest against Bilal Mohammed. Uh, yeah, Luke is up there. Luke is yeah, No, uh, it's him. No, like I said, Luke. Like Luke, Edwards beat Luke. Edwards beat Luke on his yeah. eight fight win. So surely yeah, he's, he he's got to be ahead of him in that queue. Um, You've got Wonderboy yeah, as well. He's, he's not for Usman at all. Um, don't know if it's a good fight for Wonderboy, but and he's just come off. Well, Wonder, Wonderboy's but... just Wonderboy's just announced a fight, um, literally in the last like thirty yeah. minutes with Bilal Mohammed, um, for the last card of the year, which I think is December nineteenth. Oh really? Um, Very nice. So that's his next one in the book. Yeah. Who's so, Burns yeah. fighting? Burns doesn't have a fight as no, far as I'm aware. He's calling out Jamal Burns. And shit. Everyone's calling his fight, aren't they? Yeah, but the thing is, Burns um... calls out everyone though, doesn't he? Yeah, Burns is a bit yeah. of a dark horse like the vision, you know. Yeah, he's fucking class, Burns. Very sick. You say that, but, he, but then he was the one that Usman probably beat with the most dominance, really. He did drop Usman in the first round, though. If you remember. Yeah, he and did, he did drop him. He's, he's got, he's did, got yeah. fucking bombs, hasn't he? Big time. He has got um, hands, And his yeah. jiu-jitsu is dark horse. His jiu-jitsu yeah. is hard as well. So he's very dangerous on the ground. Yeah, he's definitely a top contender. Like, you can't... Yeah, you can't disregard go. him just because of what Usman did to it. Because, like you say, he got him in the first round. But uh, Burns is here's, here's my concern for Rocky, though, for Leon Edwards, that if he goes away, the Mansfordale fight's been cancelled now. Usman's just fought. If he decides, which maybe sounds like he's doing, like he's not going to fight at the end of the year, like he's going to take some time off and he's going to wait for the title fight, if that... If Chemaev, if Vicente Luque fights once, twice during that period and impresses the hell out of somebody, impresses the hell out of everybody, then yeah. once again, I feel like he could lose his shot. Where, where, where do you stand on that? Like, if it was, if it was you trying to put yourself in Leon Edwards' shoes, like, would you fight some, one of the other guys on short notice? Would you fight Chemaev on short notice? Chemaev working for it hard by the way yeah the thing is it's like these these days being inactive doesn't pay what whatsoever like you can't do it these days because how fast the game moves if you're inactive for even a couple of months as a new guy on the scene um and like like Chimaev's that guy 
if Edwards was to sit out for a little bit and wait, Chimaev kept beat a couple more people in that time. And he's getting the shot because that's what Dana likes. And that's what Matt I agree really. with you. But just to play devil's advocate on that, because the one person it did work for is Kobe Covington. Because he, after the Woodley fight, he sat out for a long time and sat yeah. on his title fight and waited out for it. And in the end, he got it. So yeah, he, he, but him and Usman's first fight was one of the best fights in like recent memory. So he was riding off that wave. Everyone wanted to see that. Dana knows that everybody wants to see that second fight. So it's like you have to have if you've got that in your pocket. that he was like, <laughs> everyone ex- yeah. nobody expected that fight to be good, did they? Like nobody expected that to be a good. Not fight. as good it was as it just was, incredible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like Edward, if he does, sit, I feel like he would get his title shot if he sat out. And I feel like I could see him doing that, just waiting for that shot because maybe you don't want to jeopardize it. Um, but yeah, like you said, if, you, if you're inactive, then like, yeah, Chimaev's on his way up. You've got like, KS is looking pretty high, he's like sixth. Yeah. Something's going to happen with like Mazadel and hopefully Wonderboy will beat Bilal. I think he should. Yeah. Bilal can wrestle. Here's what would be a great fight, though. So both Chimaev and Burns both come say, I'll fight Leon Edwards on this, uh, on UFC 269. Edwards is saying, nah, I'm going to sit out and I'm going to wait for the title shot. So let's have Chimaev against Burns at 269. I think Chimaev yeah. deserves like a top contender at this point. Right. I think we all want to know, though, don't we? Everyone we in the do, yeah. wants to know. Would right you not want to do, how yeah. would affair? But do you not want to top if, guy? If you're Dana, though, do you not first want to give him like Neil Magny or like Kiesa or Jeff Neal or someone like that before you're going for the Burns or like? But does oh. that? Does Dana right historically now, doesn't do that though. Historically, he moves him quick. What does that do for Chimaev now though? Like, if he beats goes out and he ragdolls Neil Magny, then I still still feel like I would feel exactly the same about him now as I do. Yeah. I, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Like, I think we're all, we all want to see him fight a top, top guy and we're all in agreement that, yeah, true. in, in terms well. of well-rounded fighters in the UFC, Gilbert Burns is as, is as sharp as they come. So, that'd be a great neither of them, Neither of them have got a fight. They're both, they're both talking a lot online. Stick them together, I said, and that would be a good fight. Yeah, it would be a sick Burns fight, is strong as well. Burns is strong as well. Yeah. So he's not like and he's sick off his back and shit. Very sick yeah. off his back. Yeah. Um, and he's fucking sick on the beat as well. Powerful. Powerful yeah, as well. well. Powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could see So, him Dana, like... again, if you are listening, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No worries, mate. We'll do the matchmaking. We'll do the betting odds. We'll tip the winners. We can do it all. Just look as a bit um, of wash every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to another rematch, um, because a second champion retained on the night um, in another very close fight. Um, but Rose Namajunas came out the right side um, of the decision against Wei Li. Um, what do we think of the decision? Because some people had it three zip Wei Li after three. Um, like I definitely think Rose won the last two rounds. Um, so it's just I guess what you made of the first three. What do we think of the scores in the end? I think it was pretty. Like I, I thought it could could go like two all, and then it just came to that last round, and Rose just absolutely stormed it. Like controlled ten eight that round must have been, um, and just did what champions need to do. And she's a absolute beast. Yeah, she she fought that last. She got those last couple of rounds. 
Uh, like Ralph said, you could easily see it two two going into the last one. But that last round, she uh, she showed like ch- championship heart. Do you know what I mean? It, it was reminiscent yeah, of how Izzy came out in the fifth round of the Gaston final. Yeah, definitely. Took over. That's what yeah, champions do, isn't it? In the fifth round, championship rounds, they bring it. That's what they were saying. That's what Trevor Whitman and Pat Barry were saying in a corner before the before the start of the but fifth. Usman, yeah, like Usman lost the last two rows. Yeah, I think he was in a different position, though, wasn't he, where he'd won the early rounds, and obviously the second round was a 10-8. Um, so he had that bit of a cushion, didn't he? And I do think, like we said before, I do think Usman tired a little bit towards the um, towards the later rounds, but Rose was obviously in a different position where she was 2-1 down at the end of three rounds. And if she wanted, yeah, she needed both of the last two rounds. So it's a very different position, but I said, yeah, it was in, arguably, yeah, even more impressive from Rose then to come from probably two rounds to one behind to then, yeah, just win the last two rounds and dominate round five and, and do what needed to be done, really. You can't see any any arguments in there that, that Whaley should have got the decision, in your opinion. Yeah, you can mm. see it, definitely. I can see it. I can see it. When you, watch the fact, it's very, very close. Whaley was getting the better of her in the striking exchanges, especially early on. Uh, but I can also see it Rose's way. I don't think it was a, a robbery, but I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought it was a robbery to go the other way either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm happy with the decision. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I thought Rose did better on the feet um, when I was watching it. Yeah, I thought I thought Rose was like beating her on the feet. Uh, obviously, Whaley got got her hits away. She made some really nice reads, and like she's absolutely no joke. Like in that division, it's just them she looked really, a lot more powerful than Rose. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's really just the two yeah. of them. Joanna's not here anymore, is she? Joanna's. Apparently, she told Dana that um, she only wanted to fight t- in title fights, and Dana was like, "It's not really how it works." Um, so yeah, it sounds yeah. like they're sort of going they're going back and forth with that. Is maybe the best is maybe the best way to put it at the minute. Um, mm. What's next for Rosa? I'm guessing it's it's got to be Carla Sparza, really, hasn't it? You've got to run that one back. Rose wants uh, wants that win back. Um, Carla's number three, isn't she? Um, like you said, other than that, it's kind of just Rose and Wei Lee in that division, isn't it? Pretty much, mate. Yeah, they're just, yeah, there's no, I mean, Michelle Watson's fighting next weekend. See what she's gonna do. I feel like Michelle, I feel like Michelle Watson is always fighting. Yeah, she's active, isn't she? Very active. Uh, yeah, she has, she's had a, she, she, how many, many fights has she had over the past few years? Last year, sorry, it's been a, it's been quite a few, isn't it? She's not won them all either. No. Well, nobody, nobody really in the women's sort of divisions, like especially like around sort of six, seven, eight. Like they're all sort of beating each other. If you get me, like no. I was on about no Misha really Tate just... next weekend. It's <laughs> <laughs> what? I was on about Misha Tate next weekend. Not Michelle Watson. Yeah, Michelle Watson's sick. Oh, she's got bad sick karate style. Marina Rodriguez obviously had um, a good win a few weeks back. She could be in the in the pipeline if if the Carlos Barza fight doesn't happen. Maybe. Yeah, it's just not very really stacked, is it? Um, 
there's not much no, Mackenzie going on. De- Mackenzie Dern, number five, obviously just lost to Marina Rodriguez. And then, yeah, you've got, yeah, Carla and Wayne Lee really above Marina. Um, so, yeah, there's not a great deal of options for Rose, but I'd be happy to just let her and Wei Lee do it twice, <laughs> twice a year. Yeah, just keep going on. three years. Now you to get Joanna in there as well because she had, she had a good fight with Whaley. Yeah, yeah, she yeah she had, yeah. She only, wants to, she only wants to fight in title fights though. So yeah, so that's what I mean. <laughs> Just let them free fighting for the belt constantly. Yeah. <laughs> get on board with that. Throw throw Carl Rasparza in there every couple of years just for yeah. a bit of yeah, a bit of variety. <laughs> it's a little bit. It's another one for you, Dana. Yes, Dana. Dana's the luckiest listener this week. Giving him all sorts. <laughs> one, one not listener, so Dana lucky, White. though. In the best segue of this week's podcast, not so lucky this week was probably Frankie Edgar. Um, oh. That was a brutal knockout, wasn't it? Yeah, if you listen to and this and you don't know what it is, just search Frankie Edgar. You'll probably, it'll probably come up. Frankie Edgar. Kick to the face or something. <laughs> it spawned one of the funniest pictures I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably one of the funniest. Kicked. Yeah. Can you believe that he came out today and said that um, he thinks it was a bad stoppage? <laughs> Did it? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, so I thought so I was still there. It's one of the maddest. Doing, <laughs> one of the maddest pictures that. Yeah, if you haven't seen the picture, get on Twitter and search for um, Frankie Edgar face because mm. he's got a mouthful of Marlon Vera's toe. And, yeah, it just doesn't barely look like a human being, let alone yeah. like Frankie Edgar. So, yeah, we're searching of, for that one. But Speaking of, your boy had that on, Marlon Vera KO. Hey. What price was that when it went off last week, Ross? Seven to two, it was. Seven to two, very nice for Marlon Vera KO. Um, I actually had him to win by decision, so I was only it I was, was one minute ten seconds shy, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was going his way by decision as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did we think of Marlon's performance overall? He looked good. He looked good. I knew we knew he was good from like what we saw with Aldo, so we knew that he can stand, and um, his his clinch game looked pretty good as well. Um, I mean Edgar's. No joke, really, with wrestling. Um, but yeah, I was pretty nicely impressed with him. Uh, it could be yeah, so sharp. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> He looked well sharp. <laughs> he looked very sharp, Marlon did. Uh, he looked. He looked like he like. Uh, he looked uh, revitalized in his striking. Like obviously, we've known his striking is good, but. Uh, maybe it's Edgar, uh, but he just looked qu- like a lot quicker and, and, and like sharper. Do you not reckon? Yeah, I just worry about his wrestling a little bit though. I think the better wrestlers in that division will give him problem. Like, yeah. Oh, especially in like round one. I think round one was basically just all Frankie control time, was it? Yeah. So yeah, I worry. I think yeah, he looked like his. He had a bit more variety in his striking as well than I've seen. In the past, and like he was sort of yeah. more willing to mix in different strikes, and yeah. But, but yeah, then, Ross, first win, first winning bet of the night was was you nine to four on this one. Um, so yeah, well well played. Hell yeah. 
other winning bets um, on the night. Um, obviously, in the fight we haven't mentioned, um, Shane Burgos against Billy Quarantillo, um, the only real pick. You, Harder, you were the only one that went for a pick in that one, didn't you? Shane Burgos got the decision. Yeah, it was a good fight, that though. It was a good fight, but he kind of kind of suffered from Gaethje Chandler, really, didn't it? Like the crowd was exhausted yeah. from watching them two go for 50 <laughs> minutes. And... It was sick though, to be fair. But I thought uh, Quarantillo was going to grapple more, uh, but he just stood with him. He just wanted to bang, didn't he? And that's what Shane Burgos does. And uh, yeah, <laughs> another phenomenal phenomenal fight on the night. Just added to the card. It's sick. We said last week though, didn't we? That if any fight was guaranteed to get fight of the night, it was Justin Gaethje against Michael Chandler. Of course, yeah. And I mean, I'm still kind of in in shock a bit at it. To, to me, like, it, I'm still not really over it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was it's hard, hard for me to put into words. Is it not fight of the year? It's got to be like, well, the, the, if you remember, the third round was actually quite, quite, yeah, the first two uh, rounds were mad. The, the moment in the third round for me that was when Chandler just dropped his hands and just was just taking punishment, just unguarded punishment. Yeah. So he's just not blocking the moon or anything. And it's like, I think that's a reaction what? to getting his ass beat and he's like trying to like yeah. get some like points back with the crowd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, yeah, get Gaethje to kind of also kind of drop his guard and maybe yeah. make a mistake. He doesn't do that anymore, though. My man, Justin, he doesn't. No, he, he's, he's a he's beast. patient killer now. He's a patient killer with stones in his hands. He's on Garni, isn't it? When Garni like learned to just <laughs> tame himself. He actually hits so hard, though, Gaethje, for the size. Do you reckon? Probably with yeah. the hardest hitter in that division. Do we think though oh, he's got it? Obviously, he probably fights for the belt next, but we don't we don't know who's going to have the belt next. But either way. Those fights are going to be amazing. Like either Gaethje against Poirier too oh, for the belt. Poirier's first defense, um, or Gaethje against Oliveira. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I'd rather have Poirier, but I'd still be yeah. with Oliveira. Um, Gaethje Poirier Gaethje's chin, though, man. How's it? Oh, that's how I predicted it would go. To to be honest, last week when I said. Yeah, Chandler will yeah. be good, but Gaethje's chin will be the one that out like would be the would be the yeah. winner. We said that they just strike each other, but Gaethje can take it better, isn't it? So yeah, he just can take it better. He literally just can, like he can just eat it. Chandler can. Chandler's still <laughs> an unreal fight for anyone at the top, though. Like he's lost twice, yeah. but to the best of the best, and like Chandler, been, like, Chandler, Chandler and Poirier would be unreal because can can Poirier eat bombs? From what Chandler hands out, like what he handed out to Gaethje, he can clearly he can clearly stand with the top top boxers, but can Poirier take them bombs? I think he can only do it. He can only do it for five minutes, though. I think if you can get past Mm. round one of Michael Chandler, I think that's the key. He starts he starts hard every time. Poirier's Poirier's perfect guy to beat him as well. He's like the perfect counter to Chandler. Like perfect boxing. Yeah, but his wrestling's out. He's he's outmatched on the grappling front though. He is, but I don't think yeah, he is, but I don't think it'd be as much as you as you imagine it would be like. Yeah. His takedown defense is pretty good. And he he's like obviously got wrestling credentials, he's a black belt jiu jitsu, isn't he? So he's got yeah. he's got the credential. And he's I obviously also, yeah. I just think Poirier's I just think Poirier's striking and just general game is too too yeah. good for most people in that division. Chandler's yeah, twerking I, a bit for Connor on Twitter. What do we think about that? 
Would you want to see that? Yeah, that, yeah. I, really I guess that's a good fight that. for Chandler at this point, to be fair. Chandler yeah. against Tony yeah. Ferg? No, I don't want to see that. No, that would be because Tony Ferg would lose. No, but he'd get because he'd stay in it. He'd stay. It'd be like Gaethje again, lad. Yeah. No, nah, he's not. He's not. He's what he once was. I don't think he can hang with Chandler anymore. No, he can. I think Gaethje. I think. Funnily enough, think Gaethje changed him. I think mean, yeah. Gaethje changed Ferguson after that beating. That's what, I can't watch that fight back. No, it's always one of my favourites ever as well. To see, I mean, it should have been stopped all. way before it was as well, wasn't it? Fucking dropped him on the second round, didn't he? In the second round. Dropped was that Gaethje. the first time we saw Nega Gaethje? Like the, the new and improved yeah. Gaethje? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or did he Whitman, come, no, Whitman Gaethje. They shot, is that the first time yeah. we saw him? I think so, yeah. Didn't, didn't he beat like uh, James Vick or something not long before that. Yeah. I, I'm not, I can't remember whether that was Whitman, whether that yeah, was Whitman Gaethje. Beat or like Barbara and shit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He KO'd the wall. Mm. <laughs> he just finishes the wall with them stone fist and then he had the obviously <laughs> obvious Khabib layout where which everyone gets one off while he was reacting at least. Uh, they're all looking oh, at them. They, 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 they're all looking at them if they just started MMA just a little bit later. Even <laughs> retired, or a bit all, earlier. All, that one on the record would be off. <laughs> makes it so. <laughs> to, to be fair, I was about to say it makes it so much more interesting. But I feel like when it was Khabib, this was happening anyway, and he was just up there, like at the top. And this it's, was all it like, below. Belt, yeah, just yeah. the belt. But now it's sort of it's far, that division's finally going to fucking have some structure. In fact, no, I feel like it might just change hands constantly, this belt. Yeah, it almost feels like the belt's a bit incidental in that division at times, though, because like you can just sort of throw any two of them together and you're going to get unbelievable fights. Yeah, and definitely. You're gonna get, also, it's been held that, up for so also long. Also, fights that sell as well. Not even yeah, just every that, fight like, sells. Every fight. Everyone wanting to watch Gaethje against Chandler, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. You can put fights together in that division that whoever you put matchups together with, like you've got big fights yeah, like, that will sell. All the top guys. Poirier's the guy. Yeah, Poirier's Poirier Poirier the uncrowned king. He's the, he's, he's the, he's the guy. Just on Gaethje, though. Fucking sick, bro. He is, but... Poirier's is It's like... Yeah, they all so. are. Yeah. That top, I, think, that top. I think Justin Gaethje will spark Oliveira clean out. Like we've seen Oliveira's yeah, chin is a bit yeah. suspect. I don't Take think takedown defence was cold yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Fine. roll Chandler through as well from the um Chandler's oh, yeah, the roll, yeah. roll rolls class. But that's all well yeah. we've known Justin's like that for a long time. We were discussing just, that last week, weren't we? About how he's, he's never yeah. shown it, but we know just he's finally it. shown it, yeah. Well there it is. <laughs> George, you know what I forgot about for a second though. Do you know what I forgot about for a second? Islam Makachev. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I feel like we'd that's also be prize. <laughs> yeah, that's he's such a problem as well, isn't he? Because uh, oh my god, like, why do, I don't even be, know where to begin with that. But Gaethje's got a fight for the belt next, so hasn't he? Yeah, maybe Makachev so, and Chandler. Oh my god, Makachev oh, and Chandler. Unreal, yeah, Dana, <laughs> Dana, <laughs> Dana, <laughs> free man. That's free. You always. Um, even though Makachev and Gaethje is a, a contenders fight, maybe. Makachev, oh, I don't I know. I feel like Gaethje needs to, yeah, Makachev needs to be Chandler. <laughs> Gaethje's the next title fight, definitely. 
Um, we'll go through our we'll go through our bets after the break, um, shall we? And another few notable <laughs> performances on the uh, on the prelims fight that we haven't even had a chance to get through from last week yet. So um, yeah, we'll take a short break. And we'll see you afterwards. And we're back, part two. We've just sunk our teeth into UFC 268. Um, we've chatted through the results on the main card. I just briefly wanted to touch on a few prelims because there was a few notable performances here. We'll start with um, Alex Pereira. Obviously, um, we talked yes. about it last week as the kickbo- glory kickboxer who knocked out Israel Adesanya a few years ago, making his UFC debut. He kind of got dominated for the first round, didn't he? And then came out, flew a bit, threw a big flying knee in the in round two, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, it was certainly getting yeah, it was beat, a perfect, yeah, but... the perfect flying knee. The back to mad. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen your background, Jordan. <laughs> 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 For exactly. anyone, yeah, everyone that can't see it, it's the picture of <laughs> Frankie Edgar being <laughs> knocked out by Marlon Vera. So, yeah, if you've not seen it, Take a look, but yeah, George just changed his Zoom background to that, so apologies. But yeah, Pereira, what did we think overall of his performance? Yeah, you can tell he's a kickboxer, can't you? You can tell he's like one of the best as well. That finish was so clean, like proper nice. But yeah, like we said, he uh, he, he did sort of get beaten up a bit in the first round. Um, so it's like, has he got anything other than kickboxing and stand Struggled up? with the defensive wrestling, didn't he? And yeah. Um, no no disrespect to Michaelidis, but if Pereira is gonna like climb the middleweight division, he's gonna come up against better wrestlers than him. Like he's gonna have to go through even like say like to Marvin Vittori, for example. Yeah, he is, yeah, but yeah, can you just... uh, can you can can train that? Uh, I feel like in Adesanya was it almost in the same position and he he's like quite like obviously he's got a long way to go, but he's quite efficient on the he's quite efficient on the ground. <laughs> Uh, and take down defence and stuff now, isn't he? So he's like, can Pereira gain that? Probably. But like you said, there's a lot of wrestlers in that division. And I mean, you've always got the opportunity to get up kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, I suspect there's going to be some favourable matchmaking going on from Dana because I think it's in their best interest to make sure if like, I think how big it would be if they can get him against Izzy for, a t- for the title at some point. Like that yeah. just sells itself, doesn't it? Yeah, the well, rematch. Well, they call they call it two. With, oh, yeah, they fought three times. They fought three times, and Izzy Izzy lost both times. Uh, he lost the decisions for the. Uh, I think it was the first time he lost a decision, and then he got KO'd. And the then they fought time. again. And then yeah, this would be the third got, time, basically. This would be the yeah, but obviously it'd be the first time in MMA. Yeah, but would they call it three? That's a good question, no, isn't it? I guess they wouldn't because it's different rules, isn't it? So. They might like promote it. We, like, I tell you, we would call it three, though. We would. The yeah, 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 we would call it. But yeah, it's, it's, I guess, yeah, it's a bit of favourable matchmaking. I'm pretty sure we can get him into a title fight if we play if we play it right. Um, other other fights, Ross, you'd gone in on Alaquinta in your words, <laughs> um, and I'm quoting them from last yeah. week. I just can't see how Bobby <laughs> Green beats Alaquinta. Well, now um, you've and said to it. be honest, and yeah, in the fight, he never actually looked like Alequinta was going to no. win any point. He looked awful, lad. He looked, he looked like he'd been selling, like he'd been off selling houses this whole time instead of <laughs> training. 
No, I didn't realise it'd been out for two years. When they said that, I was like, fuck's sake, it's probably going to show. Um, I just didn't really realise. What was his last fight? Putting me on the spot there. Couldn't right, so I've got it here. <laughs> I'll have a look. Um, Dan Hooker. Wow, okay, that was a good one. 6th of October, 19. Wow, okay. 19 what? Didn't realise. 19 what? 2019. <laughs> 1990 what? 1915. <laughs> yeah, then it's Bobby Green. Fair. I didn't know. What did we think of Bobby Green's performance then? Impressed? Actually, really good. Yeah, class, didn't he? Put me to shame, didn't he? I was, yeah. I was pretty quiet during that fight. <laughs> Had two bets as yeah. well. Got the KO finish there and snagged two of your bets there, really, didn't he, Ross? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've just Which, seen like yeah. I've just seen like good stuff. I like when you're in the past, like really good stuff, and I just thought, but maybe, maybe I just believed in him, believed in him a bit too much. <laughs> maybe I just believed in him a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, clearly. It didn't hold you back too much, to be fair though, because you did end the night with some profit. Um, obviously, you had those two losers on Alaquinta. You had a couple doubles there, um, that that both lost, but. As we mentioned already, you got the the Marlon Vera finish um, yeah. at seven two. So congratulations on that. The other one that you landed was the Trevor Treble. Obviously oh yeah, came in. Of course, yeah. Just as we knew it would, we called them all. Did we all? Did we all put that on? Yeah, uh, I did. Well. Yeah, I didn't just have the Treble on its own, but yeah, I did have all three in. Um, an accurate yeah. subscription, but yeah, 2.75 to one that landed for you, meaning uh, five bets placed in a 50 units um state, um, and a return of 70 units, um, which means you get a nice profit of 20 units for the night, Ross, which actually doubles your overall profit. So, as a reminder, if you've placed 10 pounds on every single one of Ross Beaumont's bets since the start of of octagon odds, um, you'd have £40 profit to your name. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Profit. Get yourself, get yourself a pat on the back, Ross. Yeah, it's there. It's, all, it's already there, mate. A second consecutive profitable week in a row. Speaking yeah, we're getting better. Consecutive getting better. profitable weeks in a row. George Hardy out of nowhere with a second profitable week in a row. <laughs> get in. Do you know what I mean? Come, I've just learned. I've learned. I've learned, I've listened. I'm the best. <laughs> the best out of couldn't pick his nose for the first six weeks and then all of a sudden no. it's come to life. I just well we, we what we realized was that played it safe with the like one better week was working and I just started throwing money on like good odds. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> like, just chucking chucking a few out. That's what I started doing. And the word was that what we learned was that Hardy's right, really, really, really well, you were kind of right. You went Usman and Rose um, both to get a decision at seven to one, um, and obviously neither of those were accurate. Um, so that one was a loser, I'm afraid. Um, obviously, he threw out the draw, which to me was still an excellent bet. And I guess I think in hindsight, that's even more an excellent bet than it was last week because it was very close to being a draw. I think it was. I think I yeah, made some good analysis on that, but I, I honestly thought at one point while I was watching it that like. It, like when Colby started running the later rounds, I was like, "Holy hell!" Yeah, 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 we were buzzing. We were buzzing. Yeah. 
But unfortunately, 50 to 1, it, it was a loser nonetheless. It would have been some winner. Um, it would have rocketed you up the scoreboard. But yeah, unfortunately, that was another loser. Um, so that took you to minus 20 um, overall. But um, your saviour on the night was, yeah, your fourfold. Like Burgos, Gaethje, Rose and Usman all to win. Um, at 4.3 to 1, that one landed you um, a profit of £43, bringing your overall total to £33 in the green, George Hardy. Can we say that? Oh, not last then. No, you're not last at the minute, but yeah, it's close between you. It's close, it's close, but I'll take a second. <laughs> in terms of it not uh, well, being close... Listen, I was just, I'm, listen, I was just vibing then, Ross, but now you've made it a competition. <laughs> you copied my bet last week. Um, yeah, but I just well, we discovered can, that. I just discovered that I'm not last. So. We can nah. make it a competition if you really want, lads. <laughs> Between last players, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm feeling a bit smug because um, it was another good week for me. I think that's five, four profitable weeks out of six so far. Um, and then the two losing weeks have been like a total of £10 lost in the two losing weeks. Um, so we're doing pretty well. I threw out quite a few bets, though, um, for this one. In the losers column, I had Usman via decision and Gaethje via KO. And that one nearly landed, to be fair. Um, Gaethje nearly got the finish in round two and obviously Usman went the distance. So yeah. we almost landed that one. Um, we also almost landed Marlon Vera via decision. I was a minute and 10 seconds away from landing the decision <laughs> that one. Yeah, uh, well, that was, well, that's the uh, way it was going. Yeah, it was going ahead in that way, and I, yeah, fingers. I was finger, bit fingers crossed for it because that was twenty-one for ten, so that would have been um, a nice, a nice twenty-one unit profit there. But it wasn't to be. Um, but it was Rossi B because you landed that one instead um, for oh, the yes. finish. Um, I also had Gaethje via KO TKO. Now, I was getting very worried about this because. There were six KOs in a row before the Gaethje Chandler fight. And I had Gaethje to win by a KO. And yeah, statistically, as a better, you're looking at that and you're thinking, would you a decision here? And I thought, surely of all the fights that was going to end the yeah. decision, I thought it'd be, I didn't think it'd be this one. Um, but yeah, it was. So another loser for me. So that had t- taken me from 141.1 units profit to. 111.10 units profit. So it wasn't looking great at that point. Um, but then uh, it came in really with the Usman decision. Um, I had that, so that gave me a nice bit of profit there. Fight to go the distance, that was 11 to 10. Um, so I also had a nice bit of profit there. And then the biggest bet in Octagon Odds history was landed, boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> a massive eight to one price, which yes, having checked the spreadsheet oh. is the biggest bet that we've landed so far. Um, but it was a six-fold accumulator. It was Ian Gary to win, um, Green to win, uh, we had Pereira to win, Vera to win, Gaethje to win, and Usman to win um, at nice. eight to one. And that all came in and landed me a tidy profit of £80 and brought my overall profit um, for the night to £117, which takes my... <laughs> Sorry, minus minus the stakes is 77, plus 77.84 I was for the night, which takes me overall to plus 218.94 units. <laughs> yeah, fair play, mate. Um, yeah, absolutely fair play. Huge wins for you. And you're storming away with it. It's been going very well, lads. If, look, if, as George pointed out, 
if you keep throwing out enough good bets, you might lose some. But if you throw out enough good bets, well-researched bets, then you'll keep winning. So fingers crossed I haven't ridden my luck too much so far. I also landed. I didn't put it up during the show, um, but I wish I had because I also landed uh, a seven-fold on the night. Um, another one that paid, I think that was 16 to one or something, and that paid out on the night. So I had another nice bit of profit there. Um, so, yeah, overall very pleased. If you had backed every single tip the Octagon odds have put out so far. Um, I can't do the sum in my head, but if you back ten pound at all, you'd have about two hundred and ninety pounds of profit. Oh, yeah, unreal. So, the re- the reigning, defended, undisputed, most profitable MMA betting podcast in the UK officially. Get on board, get on board now. Too right. Give it a like. That's actually well. mad to be fair. <laughs> Isn't it? Show some love. Yeah, so yeah, give it a um, let us let us know what you think about our um, our bet so far in the comments. Have you backed any? Have you not backed any? Um, we'd love to hear about what you're backing as well this weekend because um, we're going to move on um, to previewing this weekend's card because once again, the UFC and Dana's coming through again. Like we said, UK prime time and we've got Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez headlining the card. Um, big fight in the featherweight division. Probably look at it as a title eliminator really, couldn't you? Um, you could let us have a quick look at the rankings. There we are. It's Yair so, ranked number three, Max number one. Um, I think it's Ortega still number two. <coughs> yeah, Ortega second. Yeah. Max Ortega Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chan Sung Jong, Calvin Cater. Yeah, so it's probably number one contender spot in it. Do we do we see another Max Volkanovski? Like we just have to though. If that's how it plays out, even though it's two 0 already, we just have to really. Because you can't deny Max title. You can't really deny Max title shots because he's just going to... Well, we'll hear everyone's opinions on this fight, but the consensus, I assume, is that Max will probably win this. Nah, I think Rodriguez has got this one. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I think Rodriguez... Nah, nah, I'm joking. No. <laughs> I couldn't I even carry make, on. I'm gonna make you put. I'm gonna make you put a bet on then as well. Get a put a bet. I could. I can't even as well. You think I'd bet against blessed? <laughs> Not in this fight. I think it's a bad matchup. That's my guy for Rodriguez. He's so rare though. On your question about does he get the trilogy fight? It'd be so rare for someone to get three chances at someone that they'd lost to twice already. Do you know what I mean? Like. Normally, you only get a trilogy fight; it's one each, and it's to settle the to settle the score essentially. But it's people really rare for to get them. It's a bit a dodgy. Well, it's not a dodgy, but there's a there's a there's an asterisk on that second fight. Like a, I know, obviously, it depends how you score a fight. Uh, but a lot of lot of people say Max won that. Uh, yeah, yeah, myself included. It's it's scorned. A, Nice hacker that we had on the night. Yeah, we had a group that. hacker, didn't we? We had like yes, yeah. hundred quid on it between us all or something. We all would have got like sixty quid, and that was yeah, the only fight that came in. Was that not the Usman Colby fight as well? Usman Colby. Yeah, I th- uh, no, it wasn't Usman Colby. It been Usman Bird. It was Usman Masvidal, where Usman just sat on him the whole time. That was it. Oh yeah, and the toe stomps. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and we had, yeah, we had a couple fold on him. Yeah, Max needed to win, and he 
yeah, we all thought that he won, and I still we weren't even like being bitter about the, the bet. Like, still think that he won that fight. I'm still bitter about the bet. Well, yeah. <laughs> In his last yeah, outing, yeah. though, Max, um, we actually we all watched this last the the cater fight. We all watched that one together, and he he reached godlike levels, really, didn't he? In the cater fight, like that was his his career highlight performance, really, wasn't it so far? Even though we've seen so many from him, he broke no less than eight individual UFC striking records on that night. He landed 445 significant strikes. He had the highest strike differential landed. He landed 312 more significant strikes than Calvin Cater. He had most significant strikes attempted at 744. Most head strikes landed... Uh, 274 most body strikes landed 117 most strikes in a single round 141 um total strikes landed 447 and total tracks strikes attempted 746 total strikes attempted over 25 minutes it was have we have you ever seen a better striking performance than that like individual striking performance no but there was one before that that uh was absolutely incredible, uh, and it was Max Holloway against Mark <laughs> against Brian Ortega, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he also yeah. that was the record holder before Max Holloway broke the record again. <laughs> that that we just broke every that record. Exact, I had a not exact statement you said was said about the Ortega fight, and then he just comes out and beats it himself, and like you just can't really stand with him really unless you're Volkanovski, can you? Is there any chance that he is there any chance that he breaks these records again on Saturday night? He told he said in well, I think he said in a, in an interview this week that he was that he was looking to try and throw up roughly around nine hundred strikes in this fight. That's mad. Have you seen the actual like stats on the leading strikes? Max is so far ahead of anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like he's like nine hundred ahead of the next person. <laughs> Total career strikes, he's miles ahead now. Yeah, yeah. Um, in less in less fights than and that's his his style, isn't it? Is the volume strikes. He's not we all we all know he's not a massive power puncher, but you know, he just for every time you exchange, you you know, you throw one punch and he throws six. And yeah, literally. Um yeah, as I said before, I don't think it's a very good matchup for Rodriguez because he, he likes to stand there. And he is an unreal striker. Like, I love watching Rodriguez. very creative. So what he did to the zombie at the end. Um, and his stand-up is some of the best in that division. Like, definitely, I'd say. Probably top three stand-up. But against Max, like, I just don't think you can play that game. And that's the game that's going to be played. Uh, I just think it's going to... Yeah, that was just, his... It's going to be a stand-up war, isn't it? You can't... The, the takedown's yeah. not really going to be either either way. I don't think the takedown's going to be an issue, is it? I can't no. see it. And even when it does come at Max, he's one of the best at stuffing it. He's got some of the best takedown defense you'll ever see. Eighty four percent takedown defense in the UFC, Max Holloway. Yeah, and that's, that's the problem with it. It's like everyone always says, "Oh, if you can stop Max's striking, then you can beat him." But the only person who's been able to stop his striking so far is Volkanovski and everyone else has failed with every other strategy. Like I say, you can't take him down. Um, he's so good from range. He's good in the clinch. He's, his movement, like his, his head movement is unbelievable. Obviously, Kata fight, like the ridiculous scenes like while he was looking at the commentators and dodging all of Kata's offense. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's an elite, elite level striker. 
Um, and I think surely, surely Rodriguez's team, George, have got to be looking at this and saying, like, we can't just stand in front of Max for 25 minutes because they're not going to win, are they? Um, you'd like to think that they wouldn't. One thing that I do think that Yair has got is, um, I think his, his biggest trump card is his, is his flashiness. Max is obviously very yeah. flashy, but it was the uh, it was the last minute over the head elbow, like like who throws that the, the beat uh, Buzz- absolute buzzer beater as well, wouldn't it? Like four yeah, seconds to go, yeah, yeah unrightable stuff. It's crazy stuff. Uh, so he's got that, but. Once, but on on the contrary to that, we've never seen Max like the only time we've seen Max hurt was when he went up and fought Poirier. Really, um, Volkanovski rocked him a few times, but I don't think he really rocked him, did he? Didn't really yeah, 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 Finish Max, and then I don't think he's got it in him to go the no. distance with him either. So it's no. it's just a it's a bit of a, a bit of a difficult one for yeah, really. I don't think he's got. I don't. I obviously from what what, what you can hear, I think Max is going to win it. Um, well, yeah. we've talked in we've talked in the last few weeks about a lot of big fights, and like we've always been able to point to a method of victory for one opponent or the other. Like with Glover, we were able to point to the submission and say that will be where Jan was vulnerable and that's how it turned out Yeah, yeah. Um, in the end. But with this, I just don't see a route to victory for Yair. Like, like Max just vests in, in every aspect, wouldn't he? Just on I a different like. level to him. Yeah, but like George said, Yair's got this like mad flashy aspect to him. And you never know, shit like that happens. Look at Frankie Edgar's face. He's got these kind of like unpredictable, <laughs> explosive techniques, doesn't he? I also noticed in the um, in the fight with Jeremy Stevens that he kind of used those explosive techniques, you know, spinning strikes, things like that, as an opportunity to a surprise him, but then b like engage him in clinch situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wonder if he'll try and do that on Max as a way of kind of closing the distance with a little bit less risk of coming into Max's boxing range. Um, so I wonder if that'll be part of his game plan but I just think if he's going to just stand in front of Max and for 25 minutes and try and box him then um, he's got no chance really has he I can't wait to see it that's for sure it's going to be a good fight Um, 9.30pm in the UK as well yeah it's just I can't wait it's going to be it's going to it's going to be great. Um, do we think it goes the distance then, probably? Or can we see Max getting a finish? I think all of Max's last five wins in the UFC have been by a decision. I think it'll go to decision. I think it'll just be um, an overwhelming, um, an overwhelming like barrage from Max without. For, yeah, for, I can't see Max. I, I can. He has finished people before, but it's always yeah, on volume. So yeah, yeah but it's they always like get like a stoppage, off, like, round four or something, isn't it? So. And they do happen. It gets them done quite, quite Actually, frequently. Funnily enough, funnily enough, I, I completely forgot. But I have maxed the win on round four as well in my bets for this. I was going to say round four might be <laughs> ten to one. one. Mate, I was going to say round four is, is a good bet. On Max. So it's ten it's to ten one to Max to win in round ten, ten, to, ten to win Max. Ten to one to win for Max to win in round four. And I thought if he's going to finish him, that's probably like the area should that he we, does it in. I'm adding that. Have a little. Should we have a little flutter in the octagon odds, lads? All three of us are on that, shall we? Yeah, I'm I've already got it off. Well, well I'm, adding that, I'm adding that to the list. Max that's Holloway, 10 to 1. Round 10 to four. 1, seriously, that's stupid. Consider that the octagon odds bet of the week because we're all straight away. Oh, no, wait. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a, a real bet later on. 
Trust me, it's, fu- it's fucking good, yeah. I feel like we've talked about Max a fair bit. Um, but I want to give Yaya a, a quick mention as well because it's his first fight in two years. That's probably going to be significant as well, isn't it? Like, he's not uh, he's not fought since October. It's really been that long. Yeah, it's been two years. Um, I believe he's had some fights cancelled in that time and, like, various injuries. And, uh, like, the, the Max fight was supposed to be earlier, wasn't it? And, obviously, yeah. Max had an injury and stuff. But, yeah, it's been... Uh, it was October 2019, his last fight against Jeremy Stevens. So do we think that that's going to be significant as well in terms of, especially if we're looking at a round four finish, maybe I hear just, yeah, get sort of worn out by round mm. four potentially. Yeah, it's like, what's his cardio going to be like? But you look at Aya Quinn. He'll have never been five rounds off. in his, never been five rounds in his career, Aya Rodriguez no. either. No. Well, um, yeah, he has. Yeah, zombie. Was, it? was, um, the last oh, second of course, of the yeah. Sorry, round. it was the main. I was thinking, oh my god, the, the last yeah, second, and he landed that. Event. Oh my god. Well, yeah, he obviously uh, with ten seconds to go, he was like, "Let's throw," and then in the end, he must have had a plan, though. Do you think? Because yeah, I bet him in. Also, says well, he says, "Let's throw," and then he never actually throws anything except that, like tucked up back he elbow. He didn't throw guy. anything except that. So I feel like he set a bit of a trap there, but it's still it's a play, one of the best. One of the best, best. KOs in UFC. Yeah, history. 100%. That and Barclays are both up there with the best knockouts. You know, when he catches his foot and he just. Oh, Buckley's. Joaquin Buckley's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and obviously, like Maz Vidal and. Ross Barkley. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross Barkley got KO. We were, I was saying about his lack of activity two years out of the octagon. Does that make you more confident in round four, Max? Well, I was just looking, I was thinking then, you look at Aya Quinter, he's taken two years out, look at him. Well, then Colby just took a whole year yeah. out and look at him. So it's like, it just, he's probably been training his fucking back off, hasn't he? Um, especially if you know you're fighting Max. He's he's going to be prepared. If, he, if he's had two years, you can't have an excuse really to not be prepared, can you? Um, and I, yeah, I think I think he'll be ready. He'll, he'll be in shape. He'll be, he'll be able to go as long as he needs to go, but he's going to get worn on. And to be fair, is he going to is he going to be able to go as much as he needs to go? Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe so. Not. Um, but yeah, he'll be in shape. He'll be able to keep up for a bit, and then he'll get into deep waters probably around four and five. And it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Where we're where again, Max is. I think Max has Max lost three of his last five overall, but like we can't see any way in which he loses. Yeah, yeah, and, it's mad, isn't it? Um, and Yaya's lost one of his last five, and we can't see any way in which he gets a victory. So, and neither can the, bookmaker, <laughs> neither can the bookmakers, to be honest, because it's one to six, Max Holloway, nine to two, Yaya Rodriguez. I think Max, Max is just that good. Max opened here at two to nine, and that price was under so much pressure, like literally from the off. Um, and then he moved out to sixes on, um, which is where he was when I picked it up. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's even, yeah, he's sevens now with William Hill. So he's that even at one to six, that price is coming under so much pressure. Um, and oh, yeah, a lot of the bet volumes going, um, going Max Holloway's way. So yeah. Very heavy favourite here. Um, and I'm guessing, have you boys got a bet for it? Have you picked out, you've gone, we all said round four. I've also got, I'm also going to throw in by decision as well um, and cover off both bases, I guess, because 11 to 10 by decision, like I said, his last five UFC wins have all come by decision. Um, so 
yeah, my head says that, but also my heart says 10 to 1 on round four seems like a good bet as well. So I'm going to take them both. Um, yeah. I've got yeah. another one, which is a dual, which is a double, but it's a, obviously I've got Max to win in round four, and then I've got Ben Rothwell and Max both to win by finish for 13 to 2, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah, I've just got him on that round four. I've got him in my Acker, along with three others. Uh, Rothwell's included. I think Spencer will win, Sonny Dong, all the same Acker. Well, let's talk about Rothwell then, because um, I've got a bet in this one as well. Um, obviously, Rothwell, bit of a veteran, um, has fought some of the biggest names in the division, really, hasn't he? Um but yeah, still going 39 13 and 0. So let's 53rd US professional MMA bout. Um, Seriously. this weekend against the uh, yeah, Marcus Ruggiero de Lima. Um, who ha- weirdly hasn't won consecutive fights in the UFC um, since December 2014 with five fights and five wins since then. So he's literally been going win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, um, over the last seven years. Um, and then he won his last fight against Chris Barnett. Um, sorry, against Maurice Green. Um, so he's looking to yeah. win, yeah, consecutive fights for the first time in seven years, the best part of seven years. <laughs> what are your thoughts here on this one, lads? Um, how do we see this one? Um, well, yeah, as you said, he's very, um, well, he's quite consistently going off and on, off and on. Um, so he's due a loss, really. If, uh, if looking at his storyline, MMA maths. Um, but yeah, the other, the other MMA math in there is also that um, Rothwell's beaten OSP and Stefan Struve in yeah, his last yeah. five fights, and Delima's lost to both of them in his last six. And it in the last two years, up. Um, MMA math is that important to you? MMA math is a dodgy one because it's not it's definitely not. It's definitely based on like faulty data because <laughs> it's all about the matchups. It's all about the matchups, isn't it? I mean, you can look at it. You can look at every fight in so many different ways. Do you know what I mean? Like we've just said, I said in the last fight, like Holloway's won his last five wins by decision, but we're still going to take him on the T K O T K O. Like it's just it's how you see it, I guess, isn't it? And um, but yeah, like I say, Delima. Hasn't has really struggled to kind of put the weight, get a win streak going. Whereas Rothwell's probably looking at kind of his last chance saloon, isn't he? Um, his last loss was Marcin Tibora, who we saw a few weeks ago um, at UFC 267. Um, and then yeah, he beat Chris Barnett, who we also saw at UFC 268 um, on Sunday. Um, who do we see this one? Rothwell gets the win. I, I think it's a, it's a nice little stat for you. So five out of seven of Lima's wins in the UFC have come in round one. All of them knock out apart from one sub. Whereas Ben Rothwell has never been finished within the first round. So if Rothwell can withstand whatever barrage Lima must come out with in the first round every time, I think he can grind them out and probably wrestle them and t- probably take the fight wherever he needs, wherever he wants to take it. And I think it'll be a decision win for Rothwell. Yeah, I think you um, touched on a good point there about Delima is a finisher, really, isn't he? Like that's what he does. Um, yeah. He's got seventy-two percent KO TKO, but Rothwell's chin is 
iron. He's not been knocked out <laughs> since um, 2009 was the last time he got knocked out against Cain Velasquez. Um, so I pretty, it's pretty unlikely that the Lima manages to get the knockout, in my opinion. The other stat I was going to throw your way, um, you might like this one, is all of um, Rogero de Lima's six UFC losses have come by a submission. And Rothwell has won three of his last five wins by a submission. And he has 13 career submission wins. Um, that is my bet for this fight is Rothwell. Uh, Rothwell by submission at 7-2. to two. So we've all gone for Rothwell. Nice. Good odds. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm back in Rothwell in this one. I've got him in my Acker. Yeah, I've got him as a... I've got him in my Acker, but I've also got him, uh, obviously, in my double. So, and it looks like we've all got Rothwell to win this one. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm going with submission at seven to two, um, and I've also got him in a couple of Akers as well. So um, yeah, we can touch on those, I guess, a bit further down the card. What other fights are you looking forward to? Um, Felicia Spencer, she's back in action. Um, she's facing off against Leah Letson. To me, this screams a bit of being thrown to the wolves. Letson's not fought in over three years because of various health injury um, concerns. Spencer's lost three of her last four, but against quite a high level of competition. Yeah, good competition that's beating her in it. She's like the top of the chain. Yeah. Norma <laughs> Dumont, Amanda Nunes. Um, obviously, she lost to Nunes. It was earlier this year, wasn't it? Um, and yeah, then she lost a very. It was no, it was a very close decision with um, Norma Dumont as well. Um, and this is just Letson's, I think, second fight in the UFC. So she really hasn't been in there with the quality of opponent no. um, that Spencer is. See, Spencer, she's, she went the distance with Nunes, didn't she? So that's saying something like, not a lot of people 25 minutes, 20, so 25 minutes as well. She, she's fucking tough, Spencer. Like She's she's hard to put away and she she's decent on the ground as well. Um, Letson, she won Ultimate Fighter, I believe. Uh, yeah, we've, it's one of them. We don't really know how good she is. Obviously, she's decent enough to win Ultimate Fighter, but like Felicia Spencer, even though she's not one of the like, best fighters in the world, she is in that division one of the best, probably. Well, there's no one in that. There's no one in that division either. We don't even have rankings at featherweight. We don't. There's no feather. There is no women's featherweight rankings in the UFC, and basically, um, Felicia Spencer went into the Amanda Nunes fight with two wins out of three. I think she beat she beat Megan Anderson by submission. Um, and then she lost to uh, Christian Justino, I think, by a decision. And then she had a KO win um, against Sarah Fair. And, and then she so she like and then she got title shot. Like that was pretty much Australia. Isn't really anyone else in that uh, division. So weirdly, Letson, if she beats Spencer, could actually be putting herself in the title <laughs> already in just her second UFC fight country. Straight from Ultimate Fight. Yeah, they are thin. Um, well, I think they've all, it's it's well accepted within the UFC that featherweight is thin, and there's not really much they can do about it. it just isn't the quality of competition out there. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Women, women's MMA will catch up. I was saying this a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Uh, it's just not been around for long enough. Like sports go through different phases, and it'll catch up at some point. But it's just right now. It's just a. Uh, there's just a lack of women doing MMA uh, to that standard, but they'll come. It'll come. Do you give Letson any chance here? Um, the bookies are not giving her much chance. It's three to ten for Lisa Spencer. Letson 
five to two. Like I say it's hard to judge because she just hasn't been in there with the quality of opposition yet. Um, she got five and two record. Um, she's undefeated in all the last five. Um, she had a few wins in Invicta before coming to, as you say, uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, what do you think? I'm struggling to pick one here between Spencer going winning by decision. Um, because she, I think she won. She got a decision. She gone to the decision against Dumont. She went to the cards against Nunes. Um, she went to the cards against Justino. So she's got yeah. yeah she she's got experience. Distance, but also, well, well, no, go on, finish your point. I just interrupted. Well, I was also. I'm not sure whether I'd go with inside the distance because of the long layoff for Letson, and just I expect Spencer to be much better than her. So yeah. whether she gets the job yeah. done. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I take do. it on. I'm gonna go for it. Eleven to five. I'm gonna go inside. Hey, the there we go. go. You know, I've been calling him a pussy for weeks. Finally got to him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I've got yeah, all this oh. money in the bank. I've got all this money in the bank. I might as well have a go. Um, I'm gonna take yeah, it on man. eleven to five inside the distance. Bit of a ground and pound win, maybe. Yeah, I think she'll definitely win it. As as we say, she's gone the distance with a couple of big names. Obviously, Nunes being the biggest name. Gone 25 minutes okay. with him. So, yeah, she's durable. She's got the cardio. Yeah, she, she should get it done, really, like looking at it, evidently. Right, we've got a few yeah, more fights to just run through after the break um, and a few more bets just to dole out before the end of the show. So, yeah, join us then. You are very welcome back to the baddest UK MMA betting podcast on the planet. Oh, yeah. Octagon Arts, episode yeah. seven. We're previewing UFC Vegas 41, Max Holloway against Yair Rodriguez. We've been through the, the top three cards. The next one on the list here, um, another bantamweight fight. I feel like we're always talking about exciting bantamweight fights at the minute. Um, and this week, it's Song Yudong against Julia Arkev. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right, because I'm not, not the, the best with the Spanish sounding ones. But yeah, Song Yudong, uh, number 13, ranked in the bantamweight division. Feel like he's sort of, sort of been there and thereabouts, hasn't he, for a while? Like never really sort of taking the opportunity against the bigger opponents, has he? No, he's only twenty three though. So no, twenty three. Yeah. No way, he's twenty three. No. Yeah, he's twenty three. Fact check it. I'm, I'm well, fact checking. Oh as long God. as my Song research Yudong. is correct. Song Yudong was born on the second of December, nineteen ninety seven. He's younger than all of us. <laughs> Isn't it? How old do you think he was? Well, I don't know, but 23 is young. Like, more like 28, mate. He's had he's had <laughs> yeah, 23 he's... professional MMA bouts already. He's a bit of a beast, isn't he? Wow, that's... Yeah, that's actually blown my seems. mind a bit. You, you might have to take <laughs> over for a bit. <laughs> right, well, let's see what I've got written down about Mr. Yadong. Um, well, we were just talking about the, earlier the in the show. Ross just called him the Dong. Bear. He's called him <laughs> Mr. Yadong. I knew we weren't going to get through this whole preview without a, a dong joke. To be honest, I've been I've been waiting for it. Ross called him the dong before we even started. Fucking <laughs> him. He did call him the dong. Well, yeah, I'm well, kind of amazed. We were talking about guy. how impressive Marlon Vera was at the weekend, but um, 23 year old Song Yudong has already got a victory in the bag against Marlon Vera. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, hasn't he? It was a knockout, wasn't it? As well, was it? Uh, it was a unanimous decision victory. Oh, which well, there you go. It's close. But even so, 
Yeah. It was well, it was he knocked out recently, Song you know. You not knocked out his last knockout was Alejandro Perez. Um, his last five fights were a split decision against, win against Casey Kenny. Uh, he lost a unanimous decision to Kyla Phillips, beat Marlon Vera, uh, had a draw with Cody Stamen, and then, uh, yeah, knocked out Alejandro Perez. So just yeah, he just about what you said. He tends to go the distance quite a lot, whether that be lose or, uh, lose or win. Um, so he's obviously got the pace and the gas tag for it. Um feel like he's got really good feints and like his octagon controls pretty like dominant he sort of takes the like controls the pace of the fight quite often um yeah he's had some he's had that math that mad uh, elbow finish in the last 10 seconds um i feel like he's so he's got a bit of like a gaichi effect where he can take a lot of damage and then like give the damage back as he's taking it do you know what i mean just yeah. like covers up takes a bit of damage and you can throw while he's while he's getting hit um Julio, though, on the other hand, he's also got some pretty good striking. His takedowns are pretty sick. Accurate striking. Uh, he's beaten Dan Ige, who I've, I think Dan Ige is pretty sick. Um, I think it's going to be... That's definitely a... his biggest win. That's definitely his biggest win to date, isn't it, Dan Ige against Dan Ige? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, see, I feel like Yudon's got more experience. He's been around longer. He's only 23. But yeah, I think it's going to be a stand-up fight. Um and I think your dong might take it with the KO. Ooh. Okay, so you think I'm interested that you've gone with the with the KO. Yeah. Um, George, what do you think? I've also got him on that nine to two KO. Okay. Nine to two is good. Good odds on the KO as well. Got four four point five return there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. George, what what do you see this one? How do you see it playing out? I've not got a bet on this one. because uh, I'm finding it quite hard to call. I do think that if Song wins it, that he probably will ride by decision. That's just based off um, you sort of swinging me around to that way of thinking. Russell, Russell was swinging me around to that way of thinking before telling me he was going to put a bet on the knockout because you're talking about how he, like, he usually goes to the distance and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah <true. laughs> uh, so, so that's what swung me a little bit. And obviously, how do you pronounce Julio's name? Is it Ars? <laughs> It's definitely not ours. <laughs> <no. laughs> I went with oh, Arca at, this, at, the, at okay. the top there. I went with Arca. Okay. Um, yeah. He, he, uh, he, got, he got a knockout in his last two fights, uh, so I believe. Um, I can't say I'm too... I can't really remember his fight with Arosa. Uh, can you review? Can you remember that? Uh, no, his last fight I think was Andre Yule, wasn't he? And then he had a lot. He lost a decision to Hakim Dawodu. Uh, was Dawodu was, was before or after Erosa? It was Erosa, then Dawodu, then Yule. In that right, order. okay, okay, good Dawodu. So he, yeah, so he's uh, yeah, Dawodu's pretty good. Yeah. pretty good. So it's, I mean, it's flippy floppy. It's hard to say. Song Yidong was very good, but he strikes me as a guy. Um, one of these guys that could could lose a fight like this, uh, but yeah. uh, uh, arse. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've cracked it now. He's a bit of an unknown entity again, isn't he? One of them unknown entities uh, yeah. where I, 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 when I get Sung Yong might give him a bit more of a name. Yeah, I think he's yeah. he's lost a fair few fights where you'd probably say maybe he's not. Quite 
quite up to the level that Song Yudong potentially could get to or, or is at. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few things that swayed my thinking here. A few stats you mentioned about the decision. Um, eight of, se- of Yudong's 17 career wins have come via decision. Um, which you can look at either way. Either that's quite a high percentage have gone to decision or nine, or nine out of 17 haven't gone yeah. to decision. But I'm looking at it as it's quite a high percentage of, of decision wins. Um, the other one for me was um, Song Yudong has failed to lose as the bet when he's been the betting favourite in the la- in his last nine fights. The last nine fights when he's gone off as favourite, um, he's ended up winning. Um, but on the other hand, uh, Arka was um, a favourite against uh, Shane Mon, and he lost. Uh, he was favourite against Dewodu, um, and he lost. Um, so that tells me that sometimes he can also be prone to underperforming his odds, whereas Song Yudong has a habit of performing to um, his odds. So Yudong's the slight eight to eleven favorite. Arka is six to five. Um, so I'm going to go Song Yudong via uh, decision in this one at eleven to eight because I just think to me that was where the stats were pointed. Yeah, nice no, makes sense. You can't really dispute that. Um, yeah, I've just said the reason I put KO. Um, He's just got some bombs, and I feel like he's really accurate. And as I said he controls the pace of the fight, and sort of makes his opponents overextend, and sometimes get a bit frustrated with him. I feel like, and he just lands some bombs sometimes, like proper massive overhands or big hooks, and like he, he's just put a few people out. So yeah, he's got mega off. experience for twenty three as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has a lot yeah. of experience to have by twenty three years old. Yeah, keeps an eye out, mate, for Song you don't. Definitely, yeah, very young. Very young. Um, he's very good for our for our oldies. Really. Yeah. Yes. Like he's if he was thirteen, ranked in the UFC bantamweight division. If he was like twenty eight, he'd be like, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Like, but yeah, that's he's sort of how old that he was in my head. Sort of like still quite young for a yeah. fighter though. Twenty like twenty seven, twenty eight is still like pretty yeah, peak. Yeah. Say, for a fighter, a few years um, but there. You'd say like he's still he still could be like six, seven years away from like his peak performance yeah, isn't as well. It? Like, Definitely. I could have so much experience by then. So yeah. Keep an eye out for for Song Yudong. Um, there's other there's some really good fights again on the on the undercard here. Um, one that's been moved across um, to the main card um, because of a few absentees. Carl uh, Docus and his fight was removed today, for example. Uh, is Miguel Beza against Chaos Williams um, in the welterweight division? Um, obviously, Chaos made a bit of a name for himself during the the pandemic shows with a couple of big first round knockouts in his first UFC fights. Had a bit of a setback against Mikel Pereira, um, but then bounced mm-hmm. back uh, with a win against Matthew Samuelsberger um, in his last fight. Um, Bieza, again, he's looking to bounce back. His last um, fight was against Ponza Nibio. We were chatting about our boy Samuel. Yeah, it was Ponza a scrap Nibio. as well. It was a bloody scrap. Um, very good fight. And yeah, that's his, his only loss in the UFC. And it was like, like a very good fight, a decision to big Pons. Um yeah, I feel like he can take the fight anywhere. We've seen some raw power from Chaos Williams, like proper power. Uh, but we've also seen his power like neutralised. Um, and one, one of the best ways to neutralise power, especially, is leg work. And Benz has some really good leg, leg work. He's got some mad leg kicks. Uses them really well. And as I said, it takes away your power very easily. Uh, he's got great fight IQ, great counters. And when you've got a big swing, you're like Chaos Williams, 
there's always chance for, for a counter. Even though Chaos has got really good head movement, moves out of range really well. But when you're swinging as big as he does, there's, there's always openings for counters. George, for lack of a better pun, are you expecting chaos in this one, especially early on from Chaos Williams? Because that's normally what he brings in it. Yeah, I'd say uh, you probably expect that right off the bat. Um, It's just like, can he? I mean, when was when was the last time we saw Williams fight? When was his last fight? I think it was not so long. It was not so long ago. Was it this year? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was definitely this year. Um, you carry on with your point and I'll find out exactly. 20th of December, 2020? So, no, it was June 2021. Oh, oh yeah, of fight. course. Of course. Yeah, he always brings, always like like you said, he always brings it uh, early on. Uh, his last two fights have actually gone to decision, so though he might bring the chaos and we've seen him do it uh, with first-round knockouts a lot, it seems that uh, as he's been moving through the rankings a little bit, he started to pick up some decisions. Uh, so, yeah, you might see him explode early on, but I don't know if it's a safe bet to say that he's going to like finish it early or whatever. Uh, it, I think it could go to the decision again, personally. This one, yeah. Well, with chaos, you made a good point. Go on, go on. No, go on, mate. I'm just saying that he um, tends to either go win in sure. round one, he either wins in round one or goes to the decision. Um, <clears throat> that was all I was going to say. Saying, in with really. I was saying <laughs> that you made a good point about um, people figuring out how to neutralize Williams a little bit with like leg kicks and wrestling. Um, so I would expect maybe Aza to lean on that in the early rounds um, and look to take it late and see if he can he could maybe get a submission win in there as well. Uh, and he's got a couple of submission wins in the UFC. Um, he's got good wins against people like Matt Brown. Um, so, I, yeah, I think BAs might have too much for me in this one, but I don't have an, an official bet to give you. That's just the way I'm leaning. I've got him in an acker, I think. Um, have I got him on anything? No. But I've got no, a I'm really not... dirty, dirty acker coming up. It's got about everyone. Let's see this acker. So... Let's see this acker. What a way you've got. It's dirty. I've got a couple of hackers because uh, obviously I landed one last week. So I've got a sixfold, which is not that dirty. It's got Holloway, Felici Spencer, Ben Rothwell, uh, Camille Calvillo, Song Yudong, and Casey to win. That's 9.58 to one. The real dirty one is Calvillo, Biesa, Tiago Moises, Diakese, Holloway, Rothwell, Spencer. And Song Yudong to win, so I believe that's an eightfold, and that's tw- that's twenty point two four to God. one. So if that one lands, lad, it's game over for you two. Like you'll never catch up. No, cool. uh, no, we just have to start throwing like the whole card on every time on an acker. <laughs> yeah, I had I put a, a bit of a speculative ninefold on for two sixty eight, and I think I was out by I was out by one or two. So I've had another go with the eightfold this week. I would have had Dorcas in there for the ninefold, but that fight is no more. It would have been a 34 to one ninefold or something horrendous like that. But um, yeah, we'll see how we get on with that one, I suppose, lads. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll other, see. Other, anyone got any bets on base or Williams? Uh, no, I've stayed away from it. Uh, I feel like it could go either way, really. So no, I've Yeah, I don't have, a, I've had any singles on that one. Does anyone have any singles on Cynthia Calvillo against Andrea Lee? No, I wasn't no. sure about that either. Um, I looked into it, but 
No, I couldn't. I couldn't really decide. So I thought, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm forcing it, then it's not. It's worth a bit it. of a tough one to call this one, though, isn't it? Like looking at their records and stuff. Um, Calvillo's kind of lost in like they've both kind of shown a bit of promise with a couple of big wins, like Calvillo's beating like Jessica I, for example, um, and like Andrea Lee's beating like um, Anthony Shevchenko. But then they've always seemed to have lost in the big spots so it's quite a difficult one to call like who's gonna come out um on the other side the only thing the only thing that pointed me towards a bet in this one was that uh four out of calvio's last five fights have gone the distance and six out of Lee's last seven fights have gone the distance so i'm thinking it's going to go the distance there wasn't much value i think it was two to five for this one to go the distance so there wasn't much value in that um so sort of you've got to pick one um, so I'm gonna pick Cynthia Calvillo because um, I again I think it's a case of she's been in in with better yeah. slightly better opposition. Um, so yeah, although I think it's interesting to see how Lee will come out. Like her last win was against uh, Antonina Shevchenko, um, like a second round submission. So it'll be interesting to see if she's able to like build any momentum from that. Um, but yeah, I just think I'd say Calvillo's got a bit more. Upper class experience, so yeah, I'm putting that one up uh, as a single. Cynthia Calvillo to win by decision, eleven to eight. Yeah, yeah, nice. As I say, I couldn't really choose. Um, I feel like they both they both seem pretty matched on the ground. Um, both got jujitsu backgrounds. Andrew Lee's got a judo background. Both good in the clinch. Um, both gone the distance a lot. I think it's going to be a real, real close one. Uh, so I just nah, I'm going to stay away from it. But I've, I know that's, I think, you've got a bet for me in this one, though, haven't you? Thiago Moises against Hall Alvarez. Um, I do. That's my big one that I was on about before. Fine. Last fight for Thiago Moises was obviously against Islam Makachev, um, which he got submitted, which we now know is no real great disappointment because I think a lot of people are going to get submitted yeah. by Islam Makachev before he, he hangs up the gloves. Um so yeah, where do he's 15 ranked at the minute, Moises? How do you rate him um compared to some of the other names in that division? Well, he's beaten some some decent names. We've just seen Bobby Green, he's beaten him. Michael Johnson, which is a real he's a weird one, Johnson. Like he's beaten the likes of Poirier and like gone to war with Gaethje. But then like Thiago Moises beaten. Like, no, no, no shit on Moises, but do you know what I mean? Um Alexander Hernandez yeah. another name that he's beaten. Um yeah, he's also got a good jiu-jitsu base. He's got his black belt, so he's got a good background. He knows what he's doing. He can handle himself. And um, and Yoel Alvarez, Alvarez, sorry. Um, let's read what I've put on it. Yeah, so this is my big bet. So n- not in the UFC, but pro wins. 16 out of 18, these pro wins are submission, right? So he's obviously got... Unreal jiu-jitsu. Now, obviously, I've just said that Moises does as well. But as soon as he gets hold of an opponent, as soon as there's a tiny little opening, he's on it. Like, as fast as Ortega got uh, through that guillotine around Volkanovski. Like, one wrong move and he's on you, he's on your back. He's he's starting something. Um, yeah, in the, um, in the Yakovlev uh, fight, which is his last win, um, he ended up getting on top of him he went for a choke didn't he like pretty early in the round and then he was really really patient with the submissions like you say as soon as he got older that was basically it but it took him yeah. like 
three minutes, but eventually worked his way to an armbar and ended up winning via submission. So like you say, it, on the ground, like he's very patient as well as being like very quick to react to, to opportunities. Definitely. As I said, 16 out of 18 pro wins, all submissions. Two out of his four UFC wins are submissions. So he's proving that he can do it to this level. Obviously, Moises is a bit of a step up, I think, Moises, um, than just your average fighter. I think his striking looks, like, I've not seen too much of it, but his striking looks decent enough to stand with Moises, enough for one of these openings to to show itself, I feel like. And, yeah, I feel like he'll get it done. So, the bet, listen to this for odds, obviously, Huel submission at 8-1. to one. That would be the joint highest bet in Octagonard's history, Ross. So, uh, I was wondering, would you allow me putting 20 units on? No, that's just not how the scoring system works. I'm afraid. You're more than welcome to put. I'm just confident in it. Put, uh, but yeah, you'll just throw the whole spreadsheet out if you put 20 yeah, units fair on. Yeah, fair enough. No, it's not even that I'm that and, confident yeah. because obviously Moises is no joke, but with, with stats, 16 out, out of 18 wins by submission, it's just hard to not put an eight to one submission on this guy. I think that's quite logical. No, I, so yeah, no, I respect that. He's it's making me a bit nervous about having Moises in the uh, the dirty acker as well. That's why he's not in the sixfold because I'm yeah more than aware of Hal Alvarez's um, abilities on the ground. So I think that could be a, a problem potentially for Moises. But yeah, have you got a take on this one, Hardy? No, I'm not really. To be honest with you, you covered it pretty well in the discussion. Then uh, I haven't got a bet on this one either. Um, I think they're pretty pretty well matched. And just, I, it's one of them where I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to call it. It's honest with you. The outright odds, um, just even take Alvarez on at two to one here. Um, Moises is two to five to win. Um, just to get Alvarez to win, you're going to get twice he twice he stakes. So it's worth it. And he's um, another thing that's going to be a big factor is Alvarez will have a significant size advantage than Moises. He's a much he looks bigger big than Moises. Big. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's he's a big for the weight. Um, so that could be a factor as well. Um, yeah, so I think a live given. dog potentially. Paul yeah. Alvarez two to one is a bit of a live dog here, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't go over that. It's one submission for some guy that's got like eighty percent submission wins, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's quite good to be fair. I might take that one, Ross. The betters are not yeah, the betters are not seeing it though, lads. 75% of the bets so far, according to Odds Checker in the UK, have come in for Tiago Moises, even at two to five. So that price is under a bit of pressure as well. So could yeah, be yeah. A, a nice windfall for you boys if you do take it on. Hmm. Well, it's definitely on for me. Yeah, I'll take it on. What are you taking submission as well, are you, Hardy? Yeah, I'll take or it. You're just going for the two to one win. No, I'm gonna go for what Ross said with the sub. Something like that. Both of you on the same. It works for us with Glover. Worked for us with Glover. Yeah, no, yeah. both jumped on yeah, Glover, yeah. didn't we? I guess yeah. that leaves us just with the with chance to to wrap up our last um our overall bets. Any hackers that you've got laid on. Before we do that, I'm just gonna remind everyone to to gamble responsibly. Um, as we say every week, don't bet anything that you can't afford to lose. Um, and yeah, if you've enjoyed the show this week. Leave us a comment uh, on Apple if you're listening on Apple or if you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud and head over to our social media channels, uh, Octagon Score Odds on Twitter and Instagram and give us a follow there. Let us know what you're thinking of the show. Yeah, it goes um, a long way. Let us know what bets you've got coming up. Yeah, it does. It really helps other people find the show as well. So, yeah, it's uh, very much appreciated. Um, tell me then, boys, what bets you got? Give me a full lineup. You first, Hardy. What's the full, the full call sheet for you this week? 
So we'll start with the Acker, which is Max Holloway, Ben Rothwell, and Song Yudong on a threefold. Uh, that comes at a 2.29 to 1, uh, which is not too bad for a threefold. I like uh, that. I've gone, no, I like that, yeah. I've gone, I've gone safe there, I feel like. Song's the one that I feel least confident about, but uh, I feel like that's they're definitely three that can come in. And then I've got the double Ben Rothwell and Max Holloway by finish, uh, which is at 13 to 2. Uh, and then I've got Max Holloway at round four uh, at ten to one, and they're my three bets for the for the night. Oh, and what what uh, what was the uh, submission? Oh, uh, Yoel Alvarez submission. Yeah, what's the odds? Eight to eight one. To one. Eight to one, and that as well yeah. now. Unreal odds. Um, all right, yeah, some nice bets there, George. I like that uh, yeah. the TKO double as well. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty good about that finish, one. Is it just a finish, not even TKO? Is it just, is it just no, it's just a, it's a, it's finish. a finish. Yeah, it's just a finish because okay. it's a mission or anything. Yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. Nice, yeah, some nice ones there. All right, I'll go. So what I've got um, got UL Alvarez submission 8-1. to one. Um, We all put max round 4, 10-1, and I didn't uh, realise before when we were discussing it. I've also got max to win in round 3, 4 or 5, 10-3. So imagine if he wins around four, getting two bets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good bet as well though, because you'd expect it to like it's going to be later on, and he wears it down. So yeah, three, four, or five, ten to three. I like it. Um, yeah. I've got the Song Yudong KO nine to two, and then finally my acker is Max. We've got Rothwell, Felicia Spencer, and Song Yudong at three point seven to one. Right, That's amazing. Me. Yeah, again, some good, some good bets there. Um, my bets, I've got Cynthia Calvillo to win by decision. Um, I've got uh, 11 to 8. I've got Song Yudong to win by decision at 11 to 8. Uh, I've got Ben Rothwell to win um, by submission at 7 to 2. Max Holloway to win by decision at 11 to 10. Um, I'm taking Felicia Spence inside the distance um, at 11 to 5. Um, we're all on Max Holloway round 4 at 10 to 1. And the Ackers that I touched on before. Holloway, Spencer, Rothwell, Calvillo, Yudong and Casey to win sixfold <laughs> is a 9.58 to one. And Calvillo, Beza, Moises, Dickes, uh, Holloway, Rothwell, Spencer, Yudong, eightfold is a stinking 20.24 um, <laughs> to one. So you probably won't hear the end of it if that one lands. Um, yeah, too, right. So yeah, that's it, boys. It's going to... We've treated, been treated to some fights, and I'm really looking forward to this card. Um, as I said, UK prime time, some good fights up and down the card, some difficult ones to call, some good bets. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, boys. I hope you are as well. And yeah, good luck with your bets. Definitely, mate. Yeah, best of luck, everyone. Yeah, I'm luck. sure luck, a few man. of us will be watching it together. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you on next week's show where we'll, we'll have lots of fun stuff lined up. Um, it's not the biggest card UFC. Um, yeah, we're going to get some week. of them fun topics going again, uh, but you'll have to tune yeah. in to find out what it is. So, just that. So, yeah, join us then. Thanks for listening.